Warning, the following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Taryn Jessica will make you. Along with the spooked girls Bring on the slaughter We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey there, spooksters, and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Jessica, and today... I am joined by a very special person in my life, and it's a very special day because it's her birthday. So, happy birthday, Tara. Thank you. (laughs) And if you're listening to this right now, head over to one of our socials and wish Tara a happy birthday because it is today. If you're listening to it on the 25th. Yes, yes. We're, We're both Tauruses, so, you know. People ask me all the time, how do you have a best friend that is a Taurus? And it's like, (laughs) because I am a Taurus Gemini. Yes. Yeah. We're like at opposite ends. Yes. Yeah. Tara (laughs) is the true Taurus and I am a cusp child. So. Yeah. My daughter's also, I didn't realize, a cusp child. She is a Cancer, but she's on with Gemini as well. Yes. So I was like, oh, okay. But anyways, all right. <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah. Bug and I have that in common. I know. I love it. Oh, yay. <laughs> I am so excited. And it's a listener episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we're going to read some stories and then it's just going to be an all around fun time. Yes, of course. Strap on in, guys. You're going to do the socials and stuff first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm not going to forget it this time, guys. I'm not going to do that like I did last time. Yeah, that's fine. Like I said, to go tell Tara happy birthday on our socials, you probably need our socials to go do so. So <laughs> on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, our handle is at 3 Girls. If you want to hang out with us in the Facebook group, that is 3 Girls Officials on Facebook. It's a real fun time. There's a lot of mm-hmm. shit that happens in there. I love it. You guys should love it and go and join. It's great. We do random things in there from book club to this is where we do like thread posts about the Mm -hmm. episode. So if you want to talk to other spooksters about what we're talking about, this is where you would do that at is in the Facebook Mm -hmm. group. But yeah. Also, if you want to help support the show, you can do so by heading over to patreon.com backslash three spooked girls or hit the show notes, the link that says Patreon. You click it. It takes you there. For little as a dollar, you get bonus epi- a bonus episode each month. $5 and up, get a lot. It starts like it goes from like bonus episode and then it's like, boom, all this other stuff. Add free episodes, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff, video content, all the things. 
Definitely. So definitely check that out. And yeah, our socials are fun places to be. And you guys should definitely Mm -hmm. check them out. You can follow us on TikTok as well. Tara's TikTok is amazing. It's spooky underscore sleuth. She comes up like she does cases over there that we haven't done on the pod. Mm -hmm. And then she also does ones that we've done on the pod over there. I have a TikTok. I'm not so good at it. (laughs) That's okay. You send me funny ones. That's all that matters. I do. I'm very good (laughs) at sending people TikToks that I watch. Yes. Not TikToks that I do. Mm -hmm. So my handle, in case you want to see what I have out there, is Spooky Aunt Jessie. And that's J-E-S-S-Y, which I keep getting the question of why I spelled my name with a Y. I was in mm-hmm. sixth grade. I don't know. I just was rebellious. I still go by Jesse only to a handful of individuals, mm-hmm. those typically who call me aunt. So that's why my <laughs> name is Spooky and Jesse. Yeah. Those are also in the link tree, though. They they are there. Yeah, they are there because people are people panic because they drive or whatever or they're working and they're listening and they're like, wait, what was it? it? It's all in the show notes. I have all the things in the link tree. Yes, Tara's very good at putting those in there. So with that, I'm going to hand it over to Tara, who's going to read us our first listener story submitted by one of you, our spooksters, and mm-hmm. we'll flip-flop back and forth. Yes, and if you would like to send us your spooky or true crime-ish stories, you can send those to 3spookgirls at gmail.com. We are always taking stories, and I think we're finally chipping away what we got. So uh, if you got stories you've been holding out on, send them. Send them. Okay, so our first spookster submission this evening or morning, whenever you're listening, evening for us, comes from Keely. So Keely writes, I used to work at a Dairy Queen in a little town in central Utah. It was built on a gas station there, and this gas station had been haunted for years. So I wasn't surprised when things started to happen. While we'd been working, we would see some people walk behind us. But when we'd look, there wouldn't be anyone there. If we were doing something in the back or I'd be in the office doing my paperwork as I was the manager there, I would hear knocking coming from the walk-in. But of course, there wouldn't be anyone there. I remember one night I'd been talking to a coworker about things that were going on. He would just laugh and tell me that I was making it up and that there was no way there was a ghost in our store. Well, Frank, you're fucking wrong. There obviously is. <laughs> <laughs> I named your coworker, yes. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It doesn't that was say me. Frank in the story. <laughs> <laughs> That's not part of the story. That was me. <laughs> yes. Yes, queen. Yes. The vibe that you were like, no Frank. I was like, wow, Keely, you just fucking calling Frank out. Like, all you peoples from at home. Like, I don't know. I would assume you were like, hey, guys, they read my story. And then, like, y- your old coworkers are going to be like, you fucking called out Frank. No, that's totally me. But what if his name oh. is Frank? Uh, then I'm just psychic, apparently. It's fine. It's true. All right. So... Later that night, I was in the back doing dishes when my coworkers screamed for me to come up. I ran up to find the fry boxes all over the kitchen. I looked at my coworker to ask what had happened. He looked at me with sheer terror on his face and told me he was dropping some fries into the fryer for an order when the fry boxes went flying off the top of the fry station as if someone had thrown them off. I laughed at him just telling him it was just Edgar. That's what my manager and I had decided to call the ghost. I would have laughed if his name was Frank. That's like my go-to name. When I don't know some dude's name, I'm like, his name is Frank. It's fine. Mine <laughs> used to be George, but now I work with George, and so I can't do it. Because now I'm like, uh, when yeah. I say it, I'm like, oh, no, that's not good. <laughs> You're like, I gotta get a new one. Damn it. 
<laughs> Maybe I too will adopt Frank. Yes. I started working graveyards at the gas station that was attached to the Dairy Queen. While I would be there alone at night doing my cleaning and stocking and stuff, I would hear what sounded like the cooler door closing, and there would never be anybody else there with me. About three in the morning, I would hear noises coming from Dairy Queen. I would look in thinking the breakfast ladies were there prepping for the morning, but the lights were all out and nobody was there. I would look at the clock and realize how early it was and that they wouldn't be in for another three hours. I laughed it off and would just tell Edgar good morning and go back to working. (laughs) One night while I was standing in the office, while I was in the back of the store, but would keep an eye out on the camera in case a customer came in so I could take care of them. I looked up and saw someone standing at the front counter and turned to walk up. My manager asked where I was going. I told her there was a customer. She asked, what was I talking about as there was nobody there? I ran up to the front end and sure enough, the store was empty. Later that night, I was doing the dishes after closing and decided it would be fun to see if I could catch anything on a voice recording. So I set up my phone off to the side where it wouldn't be messed with, started the recording with the time of day and location, set it down and went back to do dishes. A little while later, my coworker wanted to listen to see if I caught anything, so she went and sat in the lobby and listened to the recording. Next thing I know, she's screaming for me to get in there and to listen to it. I sat down while she rewinded the recording. It started out with us in the background. It was just me, the night manager that day, as well as the cook and all the girls that were working that night. We were all laughing about something or someone said, and then our voices faded as we left to the back area. All of a sudden, it rustled as if somebody picked up the phone. Then we heard a man talk. I couldn't understand what he was saying, but after a minute, he asked, did you understand me? Then another, (laughs) then another rustle noise like the phone got messed with again. And then it was quiet for a few minutes until you heard us coming back into the back area. I couldn't believe I had caught this recording. The rest of the time I worked there, I made it a habit of telling Edgar hello when I would get there and goodbye when I would be leaving. I kind of feel like he just wanted us to know and acknowledge that he was there. That's cute. That's really sweet. That's our first story from Keely. She did send a second one, but it looks pretty juicy too. So I'm going to save it for a future episode. So I'm going to hand it to Jess now for her first story. So my first story from the evening comes from Abby. Abby writes, Hey, my name is Abby and I have a couple of my own ghostly encounters. This one was a couple years ago and and it has stuck with me ever since. Every night I have a routine of checking my alarm for the next morning to wake up for school. I mean, I wish I had this because a lot of times right. I don't fucking check my alarms and then I wake up like an, like an hour and a half, two hours after I want to. I'm like, fuck. Oh, no. Tara does is like, I wake up exceptionally early like when I mm-hmm. don't have to because I like to be able to take my time in the morning. And when I wake yeah. up when I only have an hour to get to work, I'm like, shit. <laughs> like my morning is rushed now. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. I know I checked my alarm the night before. I have my alarm set for 6.50 a.m. I was in a deep sleep and I hear a little girl saying, it's time to wake up. And I instantly jump out of bed and check the time. It's 6.51. Thank you guys so much for the content and love that it comes from the podcast. Whenever I see notification about a new episode, I'm so happy. Thank you so much. Aw, that's very sweet of you. We love a helpful ghost. I do too. Like, I mean, one, I'm terrified that a little girl was next to you waking you up saying like, <laughs> like it's time to get up because I would have been like, shit, no. Yeah. Very helpful. All right. So my other submission I'm going to read comes from Lauren. Lauren writes, hi, spooked girls. First, I have to say I've been loving your podcast and stumbling across it last December, and I officially became a spookster this month. Yay. Thank you. I'm assuming spookster club, aka Patreon. Thank you. Thank you. 
Both stories are probably going to be long, but hey, details are fun. Yes. For insight, I've always been in touch with the vibes of people, places, and things, which is probably why I have so many stories. Okay, so the first story is that I know when my family is going to die. Um, no, Lauren. Nope. No. Nope. I've only told your family. <laughs> I've only told a few friends because it freaks people out. Well, now you've just told thousands of spooksters, so. <laughs> you know, thousands of people right now are like, I don't want to be friends with Lauren. Lauren just became the most unpopular person in the whole world. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Love you. <laughs> yes. The first time it happened, I was probably 12. I had a dream that I was in this big field and saw a pond, so I walked up to it and was looking at my reflection. I reached out, touched the water, and instantly the entire pond had tiny ripples. As the ripples were going, I saw my grandma on my dad's side in the reflection where I should be, and then her reflection disappeared. Two days later, she passed away. Then the following year, I had the same dream, separate times, but with an uncle and a great-grandmother. Both of them passed away the night I had that dream. A few years passed, and I had another dream about another uncle, and he passed away the next day. The last time I had the dream was four years ago, when I saw my dad in the reflection. I was terrified because I knew what this dream meant, but I convinced myself that he would be fine. He ended up passing away just over a week later. To clarify, my great-grandmother and one of the uncles was sick, but expected to get better. The other three were perfectly fine. Lauren. Girl. Girlfriend. Please never dream of me. (laughs) Do not dream of us. (laughs) Please don't dream of me. Ever. And if you do, don't tell me. I don't want to (laughs) know. Oh, that's heavy. Okay. How's, like, the first time that happened to her, she was 12? Yeah. I don't think I could have, like, lived with that. Like, I thought it was weird that when my great-grandfather died, I was 13 and he was 91. And that was the last four digits of my phone number. Oh, my God, that's so creepy. Right. And I was like, oh, that's really creepy. And my parents were like, that's nothing but like, Lauren, dream. I'm I'm so sorry, sweetie. I hope you're okay. Oh, facts. So my final story for the evening comes from Vera. Hey, my name is Vera, and I've been listening to you guys for about a week now, and I'm honestly obsessed. All right, let's get into it. Well, thank you for listening. Yes. In August of 2017, me and three of my girlfriends decided we wanted to go see Cherry Springs in Pennsylvania. It's about a four-hour drive from where we lived, and we decided to go camping to make the whole to make it a whole adventure. Let's keep in mind at the time we were all 17. This sounds like bad choices. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. I mean, I've been there. The night before we were set to head out, we were all asleep at one of our friends' house. I have been sensitive to the paranormal and have always had those gut feelings before things go wrong. So this night, I had the worst anxiety and I didn't want to go anymore. But at this time, I wasn't very good with confrontation, so I just wanted to pretend I was asleep. Stupid, I know. I mean, not stupid. We've all been there where we're like, fuck, I don't want to do this, but I'm just going to do it anyway. Mm Mm-hmm. One of my friends came to pick me up anyway, and she was persistent with me getting out of this house, so I went. We leave in the morning, and I start driving to our campsite, which was two hours away, called World's End. Oh, I like the name of that. (laughs) It's, like, got a creepy level to it, but it's also like, "Mm, we're going to the World's End. Like, I'm going to look over the peak and see (laughs) it, which would have been our first sign. As soon as we get out into this area, none of us have signal. Oh, God. No one thinks anything of it since we were very much in the woods. We get to the campground and we go to the park landlines to call our parents. The phones aren't working and the park ranger just tells us to try again later. So we start setting up our tent 
but there's no instructions, so mm. we're struggling. I mean, Tara and I literally broke a tent once. <laughs> trying to set it up. We slept in the car. <laughs> you slept in the car. I slept in someone else's tent. I was like, really, there's not enough room. Tara's like, I call your car. I was like, damn it. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So we're struggling, and then it starts pouring rain. Thankfully, a guy in the next spot over sees us and puts up our tent for us. Oh, that's nice. Major karma points to that mm-hmm. that gentleman. There's a family across as well, and it's two men and two children, a boy and a girl. This has nothing to do with the spookiness, but we heard the girl say <laughs> to the guy, it's sexy time. Do we go in now? What? And the man leads the kids into the trailer, and it was fucking weird. Oh, my God. Speedy, I was going to say, you should have called someone. You couldn't have called someone. <coughs> oh. Yeah. No, this is horrifying. Uh. We tried our parents one more time, but only one of our friends was able to reach her mom, so that sufficed. We headed out to Cherry Springs, which was still two hours away from where we were. We go to the Exxon to get gas, and this red Chevy Malibu pulled in behind us. We didn't think anything out of the ordinary. We leave the gas station and our friend notices that the Malibu was behind us and already following us for about 30 minutes. Oh, Oh, no. Mm -mm. At this point, we speed up and stop using turn signals to see if they generally are following us. And they are. And they kept speeding up to get to us. And they stopped using their signals as well. Oh, my God. Ew. This is where you Google like a police station and you drive straight there. Bruh, they have no signal. But at this point, you would think they'd have some signal. I mean, they're in the middle of nowhere. Ah, no. That's when you flip a bitch and go back. (laughs) I would just keep driving. Uh, I don't know. Go somewhere. Get away. (laughs) Panic. Go find the most populated place you can find. See, that's what I'm thinking, because like they're going to somewhere that's like probably remote and shit on top of where they are. But if at least they went back to the campsite, there's all those other people. I'm wondering if Cherry Springs is like Apple Hill for Northern Californians. Possibly. Someone please answer me. Vera, <laughs> please let me know. And she's going to be like, like what's Apple Hill? No. <laughs> Basically this place where there's all these apple orchards and things like that. And everyone from all over the fucking Northern California comes to like pick apples and do that kind of <laughs> shit. Mm-hmm. Very festive. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, everyone's freaking out, and the driver says, we should stop. I can't do it. Everyone thinks that, no, that's how we die. Mm-hmm. We're on mm-hmm. we are on backcountry roads and there is nothing, not even a home since the Exxon. We drove oh. for an hour until we finally see this bar on the side of the road. We pull in and two of our friends run in to report this man that has been following us. Me and another friend stayed in the car. The Malibu completely tented when we couldn't see the person inside, passes by slowly and flashes their lights at us and drives away. Ew. My friends get back in the car and tell us that the bar person contacted the state police and told them we were headed to Cherry Springs. So if we don't make it, at least someone knows to look for us. Oh, my God. Props to those fucking bar people. Fuck yeah. Right. At this point, we were already halfway there. So we keep going, which makes sense. I get that. Yeah. At this point, if you turn around, you're going to be driving back through nothing. Exactly. At least you know where you're going there or something. Yeah. Okay. We finally get to Cherry Springs and we find the state police and they take our names and pictures of our IDs. We get to see them. Oh, we get to see the Milky Way and close up of Saturn, which was really beautiful. Nice. 
Here's where the shit gets paranormal. I mean, Yee! you just already had us spooked out. So. I mean, this, this is like true crime and paranormal or something. Fuck. Right? <laughs> oh my God. We were done up there and headed down the mountain. As we were making our way down, we see <gasps> this pool of blood on the side of the road. I, oh my God. I I'm see reading it. along. That's why I gasped early. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I say it out loud and my friend goes, I don't want, I don't want to talk about it. Right? That's me. I don't want to talk about it. The car oh goes silent God. until we see a, a car coming towards us. And as we get to it, the car disappears. Oh, and there, and there's just a house standing alone by a cemetery. We were so confused because it was definitely a car and it was driving towards us. So we had a WTF moment. Me and my friend that stayed with me in the car we saw this orb in the cemetery following us. Hmm. And then mm. the GPS stops working. Mm. Ah. And it was like a DVD skipped. It just kept going back to the house and driving past the cemetery at least three times. Oh, God. Then we saw someone standing on the side of the road and immediately I started going in and out of consciousness. What? I wasn't sleepy or under it under any influence and i felt like something was draining me and then my friend driving says i just saw a vision of us all dead <gasps> which was terrifying to hear and then we suddenly get the scent of flowers oh no it was so strong oh my god this story we make our way back to the campground and we can't find our way to our site so we see this cop and we were honking and yelling out the window for him and he disregards us and just drove away oh like god. we weren't there okay bad cop bad cop right we end up finding our site and we're all shook rightfully fucking so Mm -hmm. we all need a shower so we all went together because we were too scared to be alone i mean fucking facts at this point Mm -hmm. we were all clean now and getting ready for bed and me and one girl immediately go to sleep we were so tired to deal with, with what the fuck just happened but the other two stayed awake my friend kept a knife and a rosary in her hand because of nunkasabe at some point, someone walked up to our tent and stood over us, and one friend said that he practically just disappeared. We woke up the next morning, and the trunk of the car was open, but nothing was touched. We packed up our shit and got the hell out of there because we had had enough. I mean, fucking facts at this point. Yeah. We got home safe. Later that day, my friend texted us to tell us that her mom was almost in tears when she saw her. She asked her if we smelled flowers the night before, and our friend was so confused and how she knew that. Apparently, my grandmother visited her the night before and told her, if it wasn't for me, these girls would have been <gasps> dead. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I literally... Stop. I can't. My fucking arms, goosebumps, just... No, no. Ugh. That just fucking freaked me out so bad. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, okay. I truly believe that her grandma... That if her grandma hadn't protected us from whatever was trying to get us, we would have died. Mm. Oh. Sorry this was so long, but I hope all of you spooksters enjoyed my story. Thank you guys for always getting me through my work day. Bye. Yo, oh welcome. my God. Holy fuck. That's so scary. <laughs> I am like really like, oh shit. Like I'm going to have to watch at least a couple episodes of Bridgerton to go to bed tonight because Jesus fuck. fucking Christ. Ugh, for real. And then, and then while you were reading that, one of the cats like came and touched me, so it scared me. <laughs> but I was quiet. <laughs> I was like, no. get away! Oh my god! Oh, From my almost being like snatched to like, I mean, okay, I just have to say this. Thank God for the state trooper, the state okay. police, and okay. thank God for the good people at those bar because 
And fuck that one cop that ignored them. Right. Mm, fuck that dude. Yup. I hope whatever's out there follows him around all the time. <laughs> You're gonna be a douchebag to 17-year-old Oof. girls. Also, the fact that there was like another family and that seemed really fucking weird that the little girl was like, it's sexy time. Yeah. Something bad happens there. I don't like it. Yeah. I'm so sorry that you lived through that. Oh my God. Traumatic as fuck. No, thank you. Okay. So now that we're like (laughs) fucking traumatized, we're going to go and talk to our therapists and figure some shit out. But we hope you enjoyed this episode. And once again, happy birthday to the best human on the planet. Yay. Thank you. And and we will be back here on Thursday with another episode. Toodles, guys. Bye. Bye.